Welcome to the Wake Before the Day podcast with my parents, Clark and Bonnie. We'll talk about the Bible and the Holy Spirit adventures. Thanks for listening. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in on your Monday to the podcast. We're excited today to jump in to James chapter 5. Lots of good stuff. Super practical, like all the book of James has been. Yes. Um, just kind of talk about what lifted for us. And then special announcement at the end of the podcast. Uh, you got so it. So be on the edge of your seat. That's right. <laughs> Clark, take it away. Bobby, let's go. <laughs> What's uh, it got to you? If you look at the first you know, six verses, he's giving a strict warning to rich oppressors. So if you backtrack yeah. earlier in James, he gave them a warning saying, don't show favoritism. Mm-hmm. When rich people come into your church, love them and treat them well. Yep. When poor people come into your church, love them and treat them well. Yeah. When difficult people come into your church, love them and treat them well. Mm-hmm. And here he's saying, basically, those of you who have wealth, use it well. Use it for the yeah. kingdom of God because mm-hmm. God's entrusted this to you. He's blessed you with it. Don't take advantage and miss your opportunity to do kingdom good because he just straight up says your stuff's going to rot. Yeah. Like the old line, there's no there's no U-Haul behind the hearse. We're not taking it with us. It's not going to heaven. And so we got to utilize the things we have on earth to promote Jesus, the yeah. gospel, the kingdom, and to love other people. Mm-hmm. And it seems like this group of people James is writing to had some division. That's an issue. There was like some segregation with mm-hmm. the finances and with people having some favoritism and those getting no favoritism mm-hmm. is divisive. And so he said, you rich people, weep and wail because of the misery that's coming on you. Yep. He's taking this seriously. Your wealth has rotted. And the moths have eaten your clothes. Mm-hmm. Your gold and silver are corroded. Their corrosion will testify against you and eat your flesh like fire. You have hoarded wealth in the last days. It's like, dude, this is for <laughs> real. He yeah. is laying it down heavy. I mean, okay, I, this is a just real talk. Like the, this is the United States. Yeah. So, I mean, look around in your own home. Look at the plank in your own eye, 100%. And then look at us as a nation. This is us. Like we, we've talked about that before. Like how there's, we, we pay money to have storage units to store stuff that we don't see or use, but, but we still need. And so, and I say this out of like my own just grief too, but like, that's something that I've actually been, I've said this to Clark many times is that I feel an invitation constantly when I'm in scripture to simplify, to simplify, keep simplifying, keep simplifying. And so, and Clark knows this. So I, we like, we have totes. We just got out of our garage. So storage, um, from previous summers, cause summer's on the verge here. We're nearing it and we're getting them back out to use them for the younger kids. And so there's things like that that are purposeful and necessary and wise and that are stewarding well. And then there's other things that's like, why are we holding on to this? Yeah. Like what attachments do we have? What emotional attachments? Because that's the thing is the issue is so much deeper than our stuff. And you have to believe that because why would James be talking about it with such intense language yeah. if it was just about material items? It's not. It's about souls. It's about souls and lives being at stake. Mm-hmm. And so invitation here in the first six verses to take an inventory. I mean, we've talked about this, the ruthless elimination of hurry, the um, Ruth Haley Barton has a book on it's also, but how one of the disciplines that we can walk in is is minimalism, is simplicity, is when you're with Jesus, yeah. ha- your stuff 
um, it does things to you. And so we often don't walk in the freedom that oh, Christ oh, Christ allows us to walk in because of our own bondage that we've put in place on ourselves. Mm-hmm. So interesting here. Uh, maybe that's you. I know it's me. And so take a look at these verses and see yeah. what, you know, actually logic, like there's metaphoric language here, but I'm saying like literal too, like in your closet, in your home, in your car, like what's going on? Yeah. Well, I love what Jesus says in Luke 16 mm-hmm. verse nine, where he's talking about yeah. being, being wise and strategic. He's like, use your earthly things to make friends. And sure. the reason behind it again is not to manipulate hearts but to love people well and to use your food and your home right, and your to use network yeah. and your connections to bless people so that you can point them to Jesus. Yeah. And so whether it's business transactions or networking or helping somebody out or giving a referral or whatever it is, do it in the name of Jesus. Yeah. That you use your stuff so that the food, it's going to rot. The clothes are going to rot. Eventually, you're going to transition and the job is going to be whatever. But if you can use that for good to help people live and thrive, and then they can use their resources to love and bless, Mm -hmm. the kingdom's going to grow in that way. And so I just appreciate what he's saying here and how how strict he is speaking, how strong he's speaking, because it... uh, it's a very needed word, especially for us in America. Yeah, it's the truth. Yeah. yeah. And so you got to take it seriously. The next section too, you got to take it seriously. <laughs> seriously. <laughs> seriously. Seriously. So verse seven sounds like this. Be patient then brothers until the Lord's coming. See how the farmer waits for the land to yield its valuable crop and how patient he is for the autumn and spring rains. You too. Mm. This is verse eight. Be patient and stand firm because the Lord's coming is near. Don't grumble against each other. Or you also will be judged. The judge is standing at the door. Mm. And so one of the things we you come across all over scripture is suffering and yeah. just this inevitable reality that is life, that is enduring hardship. And that's kind of the the call here in James too, is kind of like you know that it's coming. Yeah. Right. And so that's the the image too that he gives us with um the farmer and really waiting. And I think that's I I that's kind of more of the word that stuck out to me as we can flush this out more is the word waiting because waiting, no matter if it's for testing results or if it's for something good, but just waiting before the good thing gets here, or maybe you're waiting for something hard. We can waste our waiting. Mm-hmm. We, we can, you know, sit on our hands. We can, I mean, Grandpa Cora would say that we can be navel gazing thumb suckers or whatever you would say. Yeah. Evangelical fat cats. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or in our waiting, we can cry out to God. We can we can live in honesty and vulnerability with Him. We can raise our hands in praise. We can open our hands and lament. Um, our waiting is actually very purposeful. And all over in the Old Testament with the Israelites and the prophets of God into the New Testament with Jesus in His own story and the life yeah. that He lived, yeah. you see how waiting is actually um, used by God in tremendous ways. And this word about being patient in the waiting is not easy. It is not easy, but how it's it's part of a purposeful piece of the kingdom. Yeah. And that's what James is kind of so, encouraging yeah, us. Not only can we wait well, we can yeah. suffer well. Because here he's saying, be patient in the midst of your suffering. And yeah. we can cope with the things of the world and just try to get by and yeah. come out worse off than we were before mm-hmm. in the midst of our loss. Or we can allow these seasons of suffering mm-hmm. to be refining and building times. Because yeah. again, when you look back at your life, and we've talked about this often, usually you see the growth um, bursts 
come out of those valley moments, not out of the mountaintop experiences. Mm. Oftentimes it's in the hard seasons or the the quiet seasons or the desolate seasons, the dry seasons that actually the growth shoots up out of. Mm. And um, so I just want to bless you in it. As Christians, there's a redemptive quality to our suffering when God, when you allow God to be part of that process. Yeah. And that's what he's getting at here. Again, using the analogy of the farmer, which is all over the Bible. It yeah. was last week, Monday, we talked about the farmer in 2 Timothy. Yeah. Um, Jesus uses this analogy all the time in the parables, but in John 15, like pruning again, just yeah. pruning, that, that cutting back can often be painful, but the cutting back and sometimes suffering can then provide a much richer crop, mm-hmm. a more bountiful fruit, and the harvest will be bigger. Yep. And it's not, it's easy to talk about. It's hard to live. Yeah. But you just trust that God's good and he's working in this. Yep. And sometimes the goodness and the fruit we'll see on this side of heaven. And so you look at the character of Job and how Job lost everything in his season. Yep. And then God blessed him twofold, yeah. threefold. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Some of us, we're not going to see the reward yep. this side of heaven. It's actually going to be once you get to be with the Lord in eternity. Yeah. And that's where it's harder. And that's where you have to come back to your relationship with God and you spent time with him. You trust that he's working and you take him at his word saying, okay, I trust Lord. I'm going to be patient. The Lord's coming back. That's what I have to look forward to. I'm going to trust that there's yeah. going to be a valuable crop here. I think that's the heart, though. I want to stick there because I think sometimes like the heart of it isn't like, hey, God, I'm going through a really hard time and I know you're going to use it for good. Hey, God, that's the truth. That is the truth. But sometimes in the middle of it, you're just saying, hey, God, help me believe the words that I know, the truth that I know. Mm-hmm. Help me believe it. Hey, God, I trust you. Hey, God, you're good. Not, you know, hey, God, I'm going to see 10 times the fruit in glory. Maybe, maybe you are. Yeah. Most likely you're not. At least that hasn't been my experience. It's on remind earth, me saying? that you're on earth. Remind yeah. me that you're here when I'm in the valley. Help me believe Psalm 23. Help me believe the things that I know. Help me believe the scripture. And I think that deep trust that we rest in, really, and by the grace of God that he works in, that is what cultivates the yeah. fruit and the character out of it. And so I think sometimes we're quick to turn our pain to a testimony and the Lord will do that. I don't think we need to do that. The timing. Lord will do that. And so as the as the scripture kind of ends, that's the thing too with prayer where it's like maybe our grumbling sounds like grumbling, but it's in faith. Yeah. And that's kind of where he goes here, mm-hmm. like with praying in faith. Yeah, let me read you just the first couple of verses, verses 13 on. Okay. It says, is anyone among you in trouble? Let them pray. Is anyone happy? Yeah. Let them sing songs of praise. Is anyone among you sick? Let them call on the elders of the church to pray over them and yeah. anoint them with the oil of the name of the Lord. The prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise them up. If they've sinned, they'll be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other right. so that you might be healed. The prayer of a righteous person yep. is powerful and effective. Yeah. And so there, you're just going back to when you're praying in faith, and we say in faith, meaning you believe in who God is and what God's capable of. And you're saying, all right, God, we're making ourselves available to you. And we trust you that you're good in the season of suffering. And he's ending saying, God also is a healer yep. on this side of heaven and for sure on the next God, you can bring redemption to these situations, whether it's a relational brokenness or there's a physical brokenness, which mm-hmm. he's talking about here. Like the prayer and faith will make a sick person well, anointing with oil. Yeah. And I just want to again remind you that God is at live and at work today. 
There are so many yeah. times where we lay hands and we pray. And to my eye, it doesn't seem like a lot yeah. has occurred. But lately we've had a couple situations that you see and have felt the Holy yeah. Spirit moving. One of which, and forgive me if you've heard this story again, but there's a lady from El Pollo Loco. Yeah. Uh, Uncle Ken had been inviting to church many times. Eventually she confided that she had been bleeding for a long time and had been sick. Well, she came to the prayer right. service and Uncle Ken found Stella who was to intercede and pray. Well, I wasn't sure what's happening, so I'm standing in the back. But yep. you can feel the spirit moving in the room. Yep. And then Stella puts her hand on her belly and prays for her. And then we find out the next day that her bleeding stopped yep. that night. That, that is a, that's a healing miracle. That's the touch of Jesus today yep. in 2023. Yep. Last week at prayer and worship, was Wednesday night prayer, another guy got brought to me. I won't use his mm. name because so I'm on permission. Found out he's got stomach cancer, though. Yep. Dude's not in a good spot. But we anointed his belly with oil. We laid hands and we prayed. Mm-hmm. And again, there was just this Holy Spirit anointing. There's a thickness in the air. Yeah. It, it was hot and warm. It just mm-hmm. You can physically and spiritually feel yeah. there is movement. Yeah. I have no idea what God's going to do with it. But yeah. that man was blessed when he left. Mm-hmm. We had elders praying. We had prayer ministers praying. Um, and you yep. just trust that this is being lived out here in James right. in James five, and so mm-hmm. um, again, I just give that to you, knowing that like, well, there are sometimes we pray into the eye. We prayed in faith, we believed, and I just trust that God's going to do what He needs to out of that situation. Yep. There are other times there's like tangible. You walk in, you're like, this room is cold and this room is hot. Yeah, like, we're praying and something is happening right now. I feel mm-hmm. it in my bones. And that's happened lately. And so you're just like, thank you, God. Thank yep. you for these reminders of like James 5 being real for us today. It's right. not something that happened in the past time. Mm-hmm. It's not something that's just for the early church. God is working today. Yep. And so I just want to end inviting you. If you've been to prayer and worship on um, Wednesday nights, we'd love to have you. If you haven't, come check it out. We have an uh, art station that you can pray in color. It's yeah. awesome. We have the soaking prayer station where you want to have people pray for you specifically. Come or just come here to worship. It's yeah. amazing. Songs are being sung. People are walking around just resting and relaxing, crying out. It's a come and go as you please service. And so we just want to make sure this continues to be promoted and made available. Yeah. And you know you're invited. We would love to have you. No, I'm going to end because right now I'm going to end and I'm going to tell you guys. Anytime the pointer comes up, it's going to be important. Tomorrow, our own Jody Grass. Woo-woo! And her sister. And her sister are, so you've, she've kind of talked about it on the podcast. Yeah. I haven't been with you. Yep. But Last they are days. launching. They are launching Real Sisters, Real Talk. Real tomorrow. Yes. Tomorrow. And the first episode's coming out, so we want you to follow it. You can find the Real Sisters, Real Talk on um, Spotify, on iTunes, on Amazon. It's going to be on all the platforms for Emmanuel folks. It's going to be right there on the church app. It might be the easiest place to find it. Awesome. But we'd love for you to do it. And every episode is going to have a different topic, just things that they're learning, things they're wrestling with, things they're talking about. So, I don't know the details. Maybe you don't. Is it coming out like weekly or monthly or? I'm not sure how often. I know they've got like a number already recorded and Ready in the go. can. Yep. Okay. And they're going to be on Tuesdays. So. Oh, good. Yeah. I would say take a peek. And uh, you're going to be blessed by it. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Okay, you guys. Cool. Well, hey, thanks for tuning in. Again, you're invited to prayer and worship on Wednesdays. Keep listening to the podcast, diving into the scriptures for yourself. And uh, we love you. Thanks for listening. God bless you. We'll talk to you soon. The Lord bless you and keep you. Don't make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give him his peace. Have a great day.